We heard the Lord promise this morning, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Amen. My dear fellow saints, when I was in high school, I worked at Level Valley Dairy. It was probably one of the hardest jobs I ever had and that's saying a lot. This job consisted of me and another guy standing on a metal platform about 10 feet in the air with another team standing on a platform across from us and then a metal table in between us. A forklift would lift up the pallet filled with cardboard boxes filled with 70-pound blocks of frozen butter in each box. Our job was to quickly and efficiently lift up each box, take a box cutter, open it up, flip the, the frozen butter out onto the platform, and then slide it into a hot vat of melted butter, all to make butter sticks and tubs of butter. That was long, hard work. There were a lot of guys who started in the morning and then did not come back after the first break. But I took great pride in doing that job because back then I was short, I was skinny, and I was a teenager. All the other guys I was working with had several years and several inches on me. I'll be honest, I could do that job 36 years ago. I would not want to be doing that job now. But I'm guessing that most of you have also had long, hard, hot jobs in the past. Or maybe you have that kind of job right now in the future. By the end of the day, you are weak, weary, burdened, and exhausted. There are various burdens that we all carry with us besides our daily work. Other things that we might share are finances, the economy in America, illness, aging, aching, the unrest in our nation. These are burdens we all share. But there are also burdens that are unique to each of us. Maybe it is taking care of an aging parent or we have a spouse who has cancer or dementia Perhaps it is that we have our children who have a very active sinful nature. Or maybe it is our own active sinful nature that we are addicted to some sin that we just can't seem to break free from. Perhaps it is our marriage that is crumbling or that we can't get pregnant in our marriage. And you can add your own unique burden. The heaviest burden that we all share is sin. Sin is a strife that wrecks and ruins our relationships. We are weighed down by our past failures. We are worn out by our sanctified spirit daily fighting against the sinful nature of our old Adam. We are bothered by the unloving actions and words of those who say that they love us. But then we are also embittered by our own unwillingness to forgive our friends and relatives who say they love us. We are emotionally drained by the world that is warring with itself. We are exhausted by the love of most that is growing cold. All of us carry these various burdens. And these burdens are heavy. They weigh us down. We feel Indignant and irritable, carrying these burdens with us, we are disappointed and, and depressed because we just can't seem to get rid of them. 
We become offended and outraged because we can't seem to slip this yoke off of our neck. And that's why Jesus invites us today. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus describes burdens like a yoke. The yoke that Jesus was referring to was a long wooden cross piece with two bow-shaped pieces underneath. It would be fitted over an oxen so that these two oxen would be pulling a heavy load together. Here, the picture of a yoke refers to being connected to Jesus. His way is easy because he is our Savior. He does the work of saving us from our sins. Or in the words of our hymn of the day, he replaces our yoke of burdens with the benediction of blessing, the pardon of sins, the grace of undeserved love, the peace of reconciliation with God, the joy that has no ending, and the love that cannot cease. Now when I look at some of you, or look at all of you, I can see some of you are runners. When I look at the rest of you, I see that we are not runners unless something is chasing us. And yet, how often doesn't life seem like a race? It is a marathon that just goes on and on. And it can often feel like there are things that are chasing us. We sprint from success. We are exhausted by all of our long days of work. We are wearied that we never seem to get ahead. And this can be the experience of racing through life. We are left gasping for air with our hands on our sides from the exhaustion of it all. And then on top of it, the devil and his demons are chasing us every step of the way. Jesus is here inviting us who are fainting to find rest for our souls. He gives us his divine power to keep on going every step, to put one foot in front of the other while we are working and running. Jesus, with his divine strength, gives us his strength to then go up against the strong man of the devil. And while we are working and running, we get dirty, grimy, sweaty, and stinky. And yet Jesus invites us to come daily to be showered in baptismal waters to wash away all that grime and dirt and smell and stink from us. And then he, he covers us with the white robe of his righteousness. Like St. Paul talks about in our epistle lesson, you and I know very well the wretched purse people we are, that we keep falling and failing for the same old sins. And yet Jesus Christ has taken away this body of death by placing on his divinity a human body that then died on the cross. There on the cross, he has given you his forgiving benefits. He gives you rest from your failures by suffering and sacrificing for you and then applying his victory to your life. As you are working and running, 
you become spiritually hungry and thirsty. And yet Jesus satisfies your spiritual hunger. He quenches your spiritual thirst with his sacramental meal at the Lord's table. And as you're working and running, you can often feel like you are alone and afraid, disappointed and despondent. Scripture reminds us, though, that there is a great cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us, that are encouraging us every step of the race, the race that has been laid out for us. And there you find your encouragement in your Christian brothers and sisters as you gather together like you are today in the Lord's sanctuary for worship. And then as you receive encouragement, as you gather together sometime else during the week for Bible study in church or school or in your homes. Because we can often be like the children of Israel in our Old Testament reading. The children of Israel who grievously sinned against the Lord that while Moses is up on Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments, they're down below partying and worshiping a golden calf. And the Lord, he's ticked off at them. He has had enough. And he says that Moses can lead the children of Israel to the promised land, but God's not going to go with them. He'll send his angel to lead them, but he himself is not going to be present with his people. And that's when Moses pleads and prays, and the Lord relents. And he says, yes, he will go with them. God responds with grace and mercy by promising Moses and his people that he will lead them to the promised land. Well, we too have a God who is moved by our cries, who forgives our sins, who promises and reveals his glorious goodness by promising to be with us. The Lord says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And so Jesus promises in our gospel lesson, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Again, that's fitting with the words of the hymn of the day, whosoever cometh, I will not cast him out. Jesus' invitation is extended to every one of us, regardless of our age or our upbringing, regardless of our background, regardless of our past failures. It doesn't matter who we are or what we have done. Jesus invites us to look him in the eye and then to reach out and grab his hand that he is extending to us. And he invites, take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Carpenters in Jesus' day would spend considerable time going out to the person's farm or house to be able to measure the oxen for the yoke. They would measure the height and the width of their necks as well as the distance between the oxen. Then they would go back to their carpentry shop and work, say, a week on creating a yoke and then bringing it back, fitting it around the necks so that there was no chafing or rubbing. Jesus is the master carpenter who crafts a yoke specifically for you. And do not be misled by our English word easy to describe this yoke. That Greek word can also mean good or better or kind. It is a root word that can also mean suitable or well-fitting. 
And so when you take all of these possible meanings together for this word, it describes that the master carpenter of Jesus is, just, is creating a yoke that is meant specifically and uniquely for you. If you don't fight against this yoke, it will not chafe your faith. It will not cause a sore spirit. The master carpenter creates a yoke specifically for each one of you. And remember, that the yoke he crafts is also made for two. That's what makes this yoke good and better and also kind because Jesus, the Son of God, is the one who is working alongside of you. Because nowhere in Scripture does God promise that once you become a Christian, everything's going to become easy for you. Quite the opposite is true. And we see that just in that single description of our burdens as being a yoke. And still, Jesus assures you that with this yoke, he is by your side. He restores your strength. He renews your desire to persevere. He refreshes you with rest. And because of his saving work, Jesus can then say that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Because you look at Jesus and you see that cross that's on him. That there he is taking the entire load of the world's sins upon him. This is an unbearable burden for any one person. Unless that one person happens to also be the son of God. He took it and bore it. And that means he freed it, frees us from us all. That work is over, the labor is done, the weight is lifted, your conscience is cleansed. God's forgiveness through Christ is now yours. It is full. It is free. The people of Moses' day trying to find rest in a golden calf. The people of Jesus' day refused to find rest in the promised Messiah who is standing right in front of them. You and I know this from experience, from our own lives and looking out in our world that the people of our day are trying to find rest in anything and everything except Jesus Christ. So in response to this, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from clever and learned people and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, because this was pleasing to you Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wants to reveal him. What Jesus is saying there is that though God hid his messianic promise from those who opposed him and refused to believe in his Son, God still revealed his messianic promise to people, little people. To children, from those who had nothing to bring to God except trusting hearts to receive his gifts. Jesus is not saying that the wise and learned cannot receive this promise, but rather that the difference is that the wise and learned must first humble themselves, become like little children, repent and respond and recognize their inferiority and then give everything over to Jesus and then take from Jesus the gift of rest that he offers. So fellow saints, 
If you are willing to be like this, if you are willing to humble yourselves, to repent of your sins, to recognize your great need for Jesus as your Savior, if you are willing to become like little children, then receive the gift that Jesus offers, the gift of rest. Not a holiday weekend recreation, but the removal of the burden of your sin and the light and new gentle yoke of discipleship. When you accept Jesus' invitation, you find rest from your burdens, rest from your battles, and rest eternally in heaven. Friends, you may have had difficult duties in your past. You may have wearying work right now in the present. You may have exhausting endeavors in your future. And yet, quit struggling on your own. Stop trying to run the race of life on your own. Give your emotional, physical, spiritual burdens over to Jesus. Jesus' invitation is for you. Accept that invitation. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. Amen. Please rise. We hear today the Lord promising Moses and the children of Israel, and also to us, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Amen.